Hi, folks. This podcast is brought to you in, from a house with lots of animals, one of whom seems to think that the microphone needs all the love in the world right now and is all up in my grill. Hi, Sergey. The other thing to mention at this point in time is that we swear. Frequently at Sergey. Yes, many, many choice words have been thrown at Sergey recently, and that is why we have to mark this explicit, because iTunes and Google Play and all the other podcast places, I guess it's not going to be iTunes much longer, iPodcast, I don't know what the name of it is. Anyway, um, they don't let you choose something in between, it's either clean or explicit, and guess what? We get to be explicit. We try because not to. Because our cat's an asshole. Yeah, that. And we try not to abuse it too much, but sometimes, you know. Oh, yeah. You know. Anyway, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 111. We have, I'm pretty sure, recovered from all our travel. Uh, I still feel kind of spleh, but the point at which I can blame that on travel is fading, and now I just have to face the grim fact that adulthood is just people asking you how you are and saying i'm tired until you die and then of course we go and we do things on the weekend like cut down trees and move the cut down trees and clean up the garden and all that stuff well that's what weekends are for i I thought weekends were for resting and playing on the computer all day well not just that, because otherwise, when would we ever cut down the trees? You know, you make a fair point. You make a fair point. And cutting down trees is not as easy as it used to be. I I mean, it's not the equipment. It's that um, a couple of years older than the last time we did this much with uh, with the chainsaw, and I'm on a different set of meds, and it was very, very educational. I hate to tell you this, but at some point, probably in the next week or two, I'm going to need you to cut down some trees on Dog Skull. Okay, then. Does this mean that the tree guy isn't coming? Well, you don't have to clear as many as the tree guy would have, just so we can uh, build the one platform thing there. The spot to put it in has a couple of trees, and those trees will need to go. Yes, well, as long as I've got help. So, that's that's all I can ask. You have me. I have you. Yes, that's fair-ish. Anyway, so otherwise, I, I'm getting back into my rut. I don't know about you. I am trying to get back in my rut, and it's hard. My my rut is not not coming as easily as I would Your like Your rut has to been be. filled in? Eh. Eh. I, I am like, there's a thing I'm supposed to be doing, and which is get ideas and then write the ideas down, which is the thing I'm really good at. And because I now have to do this on command, <laughs> I am drawing a complete blank because of the perversity of existence. Um, okay. So yeah, I I got a thousand words written. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm trying to get back to that. It's just yeah, I'm I'm out of the habit of wording. And is is there something else? Because I know this is this is how you generally work. Is there something else that you're driven to do when you're supposed to be making, coming up with these things and writing them? No, that's the hell of it. Oh, really? Because, like, I could be working on anything, 
and it would be okay. Right. And so nothing. I am I am like I could sleep. Maybe maybe you need to take a day and just work on nothing. Uh I I realize this this sounds but we've been I mean we've been going pretty hard and even on the days you take and I'm putting this in air quotes off you're never really off. You will go out to the store or you will find stuff in the garden that needs doing and you you don't actually rest. The only time I think you're at rest is when you're asleep. I play video games. You do. With a relentlessness that's almost like a day job sometimes. <laughs> I I guess I could try taking a sick day. When was yeah, when was the last time you had a sick day? Uh I think the last time I had major dentistry. And that's been quite a bit couple months at least yeah but before that uh if you can't remember the last time you took an actual day off from that sort of thing then it's probably time to take one you know there have been days when i've just like 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 i'm sure there was a sunday or two i just like slept and didn't do shit um, there were Sundays where you slept and didn't put words on paper, but... Oh, yeah, I guess I would have had to write a hidden almanac. Uh-huh. And... Hmm. Hmm. All right, you make an interesting point. Yeah. Maybe if I, like, read fairy tales, it counts as research. And you need to take that mental break. You have to you have to recharge those batteries. But I was not writing for, for like two weeks while we traveled. Why aren't they recharged? But you were on. I mean, that's the difference. You were on. They're the same batteries that drive your creative process, that drive your... I'm not going to say gardening because the gardening isn't really creative, but drives you when you're appearing and you're being witty and you're interacting with the fans and things like that. It's all the same pool and you didn't give it sufficient time to recharge. I went to a museum. You Yes. That's like a power up. A museum. Okay, we went to two museums. They were sort of half days and they weren't very big museums. Okay, no, but the Megaceros at the, at the Dead Zoo in Dublin was amazing. I uh, the that was that was something else. No, I'm I'm. And they still... had a stuffed thylacine. What about the bog bodies? Okay, the bog bodies were messed up. Right, the bog mummies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, the archaeology museum, which is a great little museum, mind blowing. Uh, yeah. I could have spent hours longer than we had there. Uh, at one point, I walked down a little thing, and since somebody was standing in front of the sign, I missed what it was going to be, and yep. holy shit, bog body. Yeah. And, like, I need a little more mental prep before I come in contact with uh, a corpse. Uh, a perfectly preserved corpse over Well, what? it wasn't perfectly. It was, well, it was yeah. basically a leather sack of previous human, but... Yeah. It, yeah, oh, with man, hair. I should put a content warning on this one, huh? Yeah, and it had yeah. hair, and then the one, the one that had... Fingerprints was the mind blowing. That's one. the one that really freaked you out. Yeah, it's dude was from 400 BC, and I could look at his thumbs and see his fingerprints. Yeah, that was that was mind blowing. But yeah, I admit that is perhaps not the same as not working. Yeah, no, it's it's not. I mean, I'm. My mental batteries should be recharged, but we spent a lot of time dealing with 
you know, trees and lawn and well, not lawn, but trees and trees and trees. Um, and we bought a new grill and, you know, we did a lot this weekend. I'm not as recharged as I expected to be after a three day weekend. Yes. Sorry. That's no, I it's okay about that. Cause I was the one driving the yard work. It, but it needed to be done. It, did. it needed to be done. So this next weekend, I'm looking forward to sleeping late, I hope, and not having to do any of that. But I I also recharge differently than you do. I'm going to a concert tomorrow night. A concert recharges my batteries because I don't have to think. I mean, I do have to think because there are like people there and I don't want to like stomp on them or anything, but I'm not necessarily on and I can just let the music flow through me, scream out the lyrics. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks that I'm the 50-year-old guy up there screaming and screaming along to um, In This Moment's horror. I don't care. I just let it all go and everything just flush out at those sorts of events. That's that's lovely. Yeah. I uh, I watched Dark Crystal. That was yeah. That we was watched Dark Crystal. Inspiring. We watched all the both uh, Godzilla and Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yes, but okay. I yeah. All right. But again, Dark Crystal inspiring. Not your your processing. That was a heavy story. There was a lot to process in there. It wasn't the cut and dried good versus evil that we expected. By the way, that's all we're going to say because spoilers. Uh, I will say that Agra gets her own story arc, and I love her. Yeah, oh, God, yes. I love Agra in, in this, yes. And I love that, like, she's this heroic crone figure, and she is, like, yeah. no one cares she's hot. She's hideously ugly. She's supposed to be. That's her thing. And, like, it's awesome. Yeah. No, it is it is really awesome. Uh, but again, that may, in your case, sort of count as work. Uh, well, all right. I will. I will lay around tomorrow and read things. All right. We'll and we'll we'll check in next week. But you you have to take these days every so often. You can't drive yourself every day or six out of seven days and not really take time to recharge or otherwise. The well runs, it won't run dry, but it, it'll need some time to refill. It certainly, I wind up, you know, with a lot of damp sand at the bottom kicking it. Yes. Yeah. And I... Sergei, stop helping. Probably just... I should not be flogging my brain as I'm trying to fall asleep to come up with story ideas Well, you know. No, no, that's, that's not setting your brain up for good rest. And I know you get a lot of ideas in your sleep. It's so, true, I, yeah. which sounds, and I always hate to say that because that sounds so, like, woo-woo, uh, so the muse much woo-woo. has spoken to me in my dreams, but, uh... No, uh, your subconscious is kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and... <laughs> your subconscious is percolating and processing things that you're, that, that don't normally occur to your you know, your, your conscious mind, and then you try to push it and it's like, oh no, I am, I am done here. If you're going to force me to do things that I'm not, I'm not interested. At I least that's mine. so much creativity and so many ideas like six weeks ago. Yeah. And what's happened in those six weeks? Uh, we traveled a lot. We traveled a lot. There was a stress of that. There, um, yeah, some book stuff. We've been wrapping up. The Hidden Almanac. Which, you know, I am very proud of the work we're doing. Oh, but yeah. It, it's, the, the, it, it, 
it's taken some some effort. I mean, that is that is yeah a big story to wrangle to the end. Yeah, I remember. I, I'll be honest. I remember uh, as you were getting towards the end of Digger, you started to to dry out a little bit too. Yeah. You know, you had these other things that needed to be done, but you were kind of wrung out from the mad rush that was the end of Digger. And now we're in the mad, we're just past the mad rush as we're wrapping up Hidden Almanac. I, uh, yes, yeah, I'm very good at giving people advice to take time to creatively recharge and shit at taking it myself. Yeah. I mean, I, for years, years, I have been shit at taking sick days when I'm actually sick. Yeah. Uh, for a very long time, because I was like on a contract and hourly, the idea of not working was horrible. Because if I wasn't at work, I wasn't making money, even if I had sick time. I have driven into work on you know, the barest edge of snow days and had to leave early, but I needed to clock those hours because otherwise I, it, the day wouldn't count and I wouldn't get paid for it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've, I've been there and I know it's really, really rough. And I know what a toll it takes on a person. It takes a terrible toll on a person. Fine. I will take a day off. Take a day off. All right. I do not have a story about a day off for you today. Uh, I also do not have a, uh, a letter show. I realized that we were so close to the next letter show that I should just combine August and September. It just seemed easier. Uh, so next week when we do the letter show, it'll probably be a slightly larger letter show than normal. What I do have is I have a university librarian who recently transitioned to move away from the circulation department, 12 years in the circulation department, and is now in the cataloging group. And we will talk to them about that. We will talk to them about the transition between jobs and about their other activities, which include crafting and political activism. Our guest this week is Sarah Hartman, and we will be right back with them after this. Folks, I am here today with Sarah, who has graciously agreed to answer all of our questions. We just had an amazing brief discussion about, uh, is it a microorganism or a macroorganism? It's a colony organism. Colony so organism. Distantly related to coral. Okay. They're like giant blobby coral things That's... floating in the water. I see that. Isn't that wicked cool, folks? So, all right, Sarah, can you maybe introduce yourself much better than I just did and tell us a little bit about what it is you do? All right. Uh, my name is Sarah Hartman. I use they, them pronouns. I am a librarian, a university librarian. 
I worked in circulation for about 12 years, but this summer I just moved into cataloging, which is way more what I want to do professionally. And the workflow is completely different. So it's oh, yeah. a lot of reorganizing how I organize my workflow. Uh, I, I also do a lot of crafting. I knit, I spin. Um, I've been getting into wildlife photography a little, and I'm trying to get involved in political activism. Which oh, is yeah. Something I'd rather not be doing, but, well, that is not what the world we live in, apparently. 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 Uh, so, how do you keep all that organized? And and I, I would love to hear about how things have changed between the before and after at work. Totally. Um, so, part of the answer is not well. Uh, I'm currently much more organized at work than at home. I use Habitica a lot. That's been really useful for me. Um <laughs> We're a Google shop at work, so I use Google Cal and Gmail to go back and forth between work and home stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. So in circulation, in my old job, it was very much a putting out fires, frontline service point, so we had lots and lots of input coming from all directions. Right. Um, you couldn't really sit down and work on something and not guarantee that someone wouldn't come and ask you to fix the printer in five minutes. So I, I couldn't uh, really ever have my full attention on things most of the time, which is not really how my brain works. <laughs> but, you know, I did it for 12 years and they didn't fire me. So I got quite a lot of skills at doing that. I bet. Yeah. Um, now in cataloging, it's very, very sort of task oriented. I have my pile of books that have problems and then I fix them and I move on to the next pile of books. And I'm still like, I took only very basic cataloging classes in school. So a lot of it right now is just learning all the cataloging standards and how we do things here and what the general standards are, stuff mm -hmm. like that. So eventually I'll be doing more, you know, upper level planning type things. But for now it's very much I just sit down and I do the thing and periodically there are meetings. Uh, now I'm, I'm really curious when you say if there's a problem, how, how does a book have a problem in the syntax? Oh, so many ways. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of what I'm doing currently is metadata cleanup. Yeah. Um, so I work at Brandeis. Um, I do not represent the opinions of Brandeis university. Uh, but we actually have a remarkably large library for the size and age of the university. It's great. But one reason we do is in especially like the 50s and 60s, lots and lots of people were very excited about Brandeis and gave us lots of books. Mm. Many of them are amazing, almost unique things. But we ended up having to catalog a lot of things very quickly. Oh, okay. Like pretty much every university on the planet we don't have time to go back and give them really thorough records or update the records when standards change. So now we have a lot of things that are effectively not findable. Oh, and so, you know, a lot of yeah. People might want to, and we're not even getting into microform. Microform is just bad. Uh, <laughs> but even just the books, you know, someone might really need to use one of these items. And right now, unless you know the exact thing it's called and, Sometimes not even then, because there are always typos, you might not be able to find it. So I'm going through and updating stuff to make it according to the current standards mm -hmm. and just going through and adding 
um, subject headings, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Currently, I've been doing a project on the works in translation. We used to catalog them one way. Now we catalog them another way. They're both reasonable ways to catalog them, but we need to do them all the same way. Yeah, because it makes it really hard to to index and search, like, even even manually, if the data, if if you're comparing apples to oranges, it's the same book. But depending on how you specify it is how you'll find it. Exactly. And it's actually becoming a really good example of how not everything is on the internet. Uh, I bet, yeah. Uh, A lot of it's pretty obscure, like random French literature and plays and stuff. (laughs) And I'll go and I don't speak French, but with College Latin and Google Translate, I can kind of fake it. Uh, (laughs) So even in on French websites, sometimes all I can find is just, yes, this guy wrote this book on this date. Nothing about the plot. Mm Mm-hmm. So a lot of them, I just can't add any sort of subject because I don't know what it's about. <laughs> this is this is where our friend Jen would or, uh, would be very useful. She's a she's a professional French translator. Uh, yeah. But I bet she costs yeah. a lot more than the university is willing to pay. <laughs> yeah, and we have this nice spreadsheet at work of who speaks what language. Ah. So for my purposes. A lot of these things are like, it would be nice if I could add subject headings, but it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. If it's, say, original cataloging and no one has a record for this, then I go find the person who speaks French. Right, 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 right. Or Spanish or classical exactly. German or modern German, et cetera, et cetera. Right on. Yeah, be- being Brandeis, we have a specific person who just does the Hebrew oh. materials. Oh, I bet. I bet, I bet, I bet. Um, okay, I that answers my question. I, I It did not occur to me that that would be uh, such a thing until you started to talk about it. And then I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, wow. I mean, I work for a search company, basically, and mm-hmm. it suddenly indexes and how data is stored and referenced is very important to me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm also on a number of forums learning about cataloging ethics, which is another thing where people go, huh? And uh-huh. then you explain it, and oh, right, that would be a thing. So I have no idea. Cataloging ethics. You're not, yes. this isn't cataloging, cataloging books of ethics I'm taking. No, though that does always, that, that could end up with some of these sticky situations. Um, mm-hmm. There's a wide variety of things. One thing is just looking at the subject headings we have. Mm-hmm. In order for libraries to all be sort of cross-searchable, mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking at multiple libraries, you want to know that if I have this tagged as 18th century French literature, that means the same thing to all libraries using this system. Right. It means we have set up a system for how the world's knowledge is organized mm-hmm. that was created by a bunch of white dudes in the late 1800s. Oh, yeah, now, now I'm seeing the, the problem, yeah. exactly the way you think it is. Mm-hmm. And then there are other interesting things like, so if I have a book about, like, studying the, the moon landing is faked conspiracy theory, fine, there's a subject heading for that, I plop it on. If I have a book written from the perspective of someone who thinks the moon landing is faked. Do I in any way indicate that this is a conspiracy theory that's not, you know, regularly accepted? Because in general, you catalog something 
according to how it is being presented on the book. As much as possible, you are being an impartial observer. You don't put your own opinion about it. Gotcha. So you can't catalog under crackpot. Exactly. (laughs) Or you have some actually fairly prominent autobiographies that turn out to not have been written by the person they're ostensibly by. You know, not just ghostwriters, but like, this is supposed to be by a homeless teen in California, and it's written by some 30-year-old lawyer in New York. Right. Uh, And so do you list that? Mm -hmm. If you have a trans author, do you in some way link works published under their former name and their correct name? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because then you get into the whole dead name thing. and Oh, God, yeah. And ideally, if they're still alive, you just ask them. (laughs) But that's not currently anywhere in the official process. Right. Right. And so, yeah, that becomes, I can see how that would rapidly become uh, a conundrum. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so I, I've learned more things today. <laughs> so, all right. So that, that covers work. Now, uh, unless there's something we're missing, it's primarily, here's a, a stack of books. We catalog it. We discuss, you know, you find the corrections. Uh, you go to the next pile and you've got Habitica and you've got Google Apps. Yeah. Pretty much. And I've got a bunch of notebooks of, I've got one that I'm just putting all of the things I've learned about how to catalog stuff that I know I want to look up a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And others that are like more standard productivity things. Mm -hmm. Now, um, how much of this sort of uh, falls or or moves towards the um, crafting and the political activism? And the rest of your life, obviously. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, yeah. So crafting currently, I don't really do much to organize. And I'm happy with that. Um, <laughs> it's just sort of, I do whatever I feel like doing. In the past, I've used a lot more of Ravelry's features. It's a mm-hmm. crafting social networking site. It has amazing functionality for tracking projects. You can put all your supplies, all your patterns. You can make a queue of what you want to knit. Um, really, really useful. Yeah, you're not the the first person to mention using it, and it sounds pretty awesome. If only they had it for, you know, chicken yeah. keeping. Oh, wait, hey, there's my there's my idea. I will make a ravelry for for backyard chicken keepers. Yes. <laughs> yeah one one example of why the website is so awesome that I like to mention is that mm-hmm. by popular demand. There is a button next to the banner ads at the bottom of the site that you can click on to see all the rest of the ads. Because they only advertise knitting-type supplies. So people actually want to look at the ads. Oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, And also, they are the ones who came out with the, the, with, I believe, one of the the strongest statements on um, anti-discrimination for terms of service. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was amazing. That was that was absolutely amazing. Okay. Um, and that segues right into how about the political stuff? Yes. Um, so mostly I use Google Calendar to keep track of things. Um, one sort of internal thing I've had to learn is when I started getting active, I figured, oh, well, I've got all this free time. I mean, I don't have kids. My pets are super easy. Um, so I can go out and do lots of stuff. Uh, no it turns out that i really am an introvert and i have anxiety um and i'm probably somewhere on the autism spectrum so if i like go out three days a week and do lots of peopley things then i crash at the on the weekend yeah and then learn okay 
this is how often I can do something without burning out. Yeah, and that's I mean that's that's really important to to know, right? And it's hard when everything feels like an emergency. Mm-hmm. Because for something that is actually an emergency that I personally have something crucial to add, sure, I'm absolutely willing to temporarily burn myself out. But nothing yeah. will change if I specifically don't go to this particular protest. You know? Right. And I need to learn, I, I've had to learn how to identify those things where it actually matters. Or the things that actually matter to you, as it were. Exactly. You know, yes, absolutely matters that a lot of people go to this event or that they get X number of donations or whatever, but not all things for most of them. It's not crucial that I do it. Yeah. You need to filter those lower priority things and decide, okay, I'm going to do this and this, but not that and prioritize things where I have some actual skill to offer. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been actually doing a lot of local elections research for a couple of groups. Oh yeah. Uh, slow it down lately but that's actually fun and i'm good at it and that's that's something a lot of people sort of miss the point on in the local elections is where you build the future national oh yeah people uh not a lot of people make it past you know uh, state county uh, town, but if you aren't working, if you aren't developing the people you want there, they're not going to have the opportunity to just to to especially where it's the big parties, they're not going to have the opportunity to go beyond just the local area. Yeah, and it can be so hard to find decent information. Oh yeah, especially if you're not sort of roped into that mm-hmm. conversation already. Yeah. <clears throat> I uh, I noticed that in in our local politics that there's a lot kind of there's a lot of history to catch up on. Yes. You know, uh and what doesn't matter at the state or federal level really matters at the local level. On the other hand, as I saw working in government, the lower the stakes, the the more passionate people get about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh yeah, the, did. No, no, go ahead. We did uh, voter registration drives at work um, mm-hmm. the past two elections, which me and several other coworkers just stood there and registered people to vote for five hours solid. It was glorious. Yeah. Uh, but the example we used for, you know, if if you want to vote as a Massachusetts voter, the person who decided to repave the main street next to the university the first week of classes is on the ballot. You might have an opinion on that. You might, Yes. And, and it's like here, um, the we've had a big redistrict or not redistricting. I mean, there's redistricting, but um, uh, uh, rezoning thing going yeah. on. And it's like, yeah, no, several small farmers would suddenly be changed to uh, would have their zoning shifted from farm to residential, and it will make a big impact on their taxes. And yeah. you know, a lot of people are were not happy and i think that one kind of got buried but i'd have to double check it might not have um but yeah no uh you'd be surprised how or and i'm saying you not you specifically but you in the in the general would be surprised Mm how uh important the local stuff is to your day-to-day that you don't necessarily realize Mm -hmm. yep it is sometimes kind of depressing Mm because 
I don't have kids. I don't own my house. This means that basically local politicians don't care that I exist. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I can get someone interested in public transit and walkable sidewalks. <laughs> but if it's not uh, uh, an issue they think will appeal to who they consider their quote-unquote base, which there shouldn't yep. be. Yeah, they're just going to be like, oh, well, yeah, you're not uh, a 30-something with three children, so next. Yep, yep, Yeah, yep. yeah. All righty. Wow, okay, that's kind of a lot, and <laughs> kind of leads me into um, the, what systems and habits, and we talked a little bit about it, but what systems and habits are valuable in doing all of this? Um, so I already mentioned Habitica. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's That actually I use more for personal productivity, keeping mm -hmm. track of, like, when I need to clean things at home and did I take my meds this morning? And, oh, like, I have one. We have pet rats, and I have a rat time daily because I love playing with them. But <laughs> if I have a lot on my plate, I can just forget that they're there. Yeah, um... The cats and the uh, the dogs will not let me forget they're there. Neither yeah, will the chickens. Yeah. The worms. The worms are, are easy to forget. <laughs> <laughs> but the worms aren't very interactive. It's mostly, oh, the compost is full. Let me go feed the worms. Yep, yep. Yep. Uh, so Habitica, mm -hmm. Google Calendar. Mm -hmm. um, I use... When I'm at work, I've been cycling through a bunch of different options for basically white noise. Oh, okay. If I'm doing something really mindless, I'll listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, what I'm doing now is involve involves reading a lot of words. So uh, I yeah. don't listen to anything with words. Uh, I've been using my noise a lot, Ooh. which is this vast database of. The sort of white noise, background noises. Mm -hmm. uh, they have cafe noises. They have rain noises. They have tracks from the Voyager Golden Record, Ooh. which actually works really well. Yeah. Um, they've got things designed for like RPG campaigns. And you can swap around the tracks in the different things to make new ones. Oh, wow. So like a number of very um, customizable productivity things it is entirely possible to waste time coming up with the perfect background noise for the day <laughs> but i like being able to switch things up because after a while it can get a little annoying right i can i can totally see that yes um i have been oh I, so i tried something called habit lab which is from stanford university they're doing this study mm -hmm. uh, it I ended up not using it because it's a little buggy sometimes, but it was really useful to see which options on it worked. Oh, okay. Yeah, so and... Yeah. <laughs> it's primarily designed to help you avoid distractions online. Mm -hmm. So you can set which websites it'll apply to. And then it has what, it's what it calls nudges, which are, for example, it limits you to a specific amount of time, or it makes you type in a reason you're going to the website, or it can turn off comments on a couple public um, social media sites. Oh, that would be glorious. A whole bunch of things. And 
if you know Java, you it will let you code your own nudge. And oh. they will you if they decide to adopt it for the website. Java or JavaScript? I'm not sure. Because, I mean, as a programmer, there's a big difference between the two. But... I know there is a difference. <laughs> I don't remember which one this one is. Okay, um, I'll just... I'll, I'll check it out because that sounds like something really, really fascinating. And I'm sure when I'm looking at the the links later, I'll I'll find out whether it's Java or JavaScript. And uh, yeah. that actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah. The one thing that I kept meaning to look at and then decided I didn't want it anyway mm -hmm. was I'm not sure what's going to happen to the site once Stanford finishes their study. Right. Yeah. So I was a little worried about discovering that it was perfect and then having it like go away in two years. But <laughs> Yes, yeah, I definitely recommend it just sort of to as a way to help figure out how your brain works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I really don't like a lot of the more common like blocking social media things that will just lock it down. It's like even if you delete the app, you still can't access Facebook. No, I just want a little pop up that says, hey, did you actually have a reason to do this or are you just clicking the next tab on automatic? Right, right. Or if you tell me I can't access Facebook, then there's nothing I want to do more than access Facebook. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, Twitter is, of course, my downfall. Um, <laughs> although I've been watching more Instagram lately, <laughs> so now I have to be careful about that one, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, what I've moved to now instead of Habit Lab is Forest. Which I think at least one previous interviewee's mentioned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you set it to a specific amount of time, and it grows mm -hmm. this cute little tree, and you can turn it off if you really want, which yep. I like. Um, it just says, hey, your tree is still growing. Did you want to go to Facebook? Uh, yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and I that sort of rolls into the, uh, um, like, I think it was like a Mac OS X, uh, iOS thing. And I couldn't use it with like my Android phone or something. I, I, I need to go back and check to see if that's changed, but it looked really cool. Yeah. It's, I tried using it on my phone and the whitelisting function didn't seem to work. Mm -hmm. So it's best if you just don't want to use your phone at all. Okay. Uh, but I might want to say, listen to podcasts while I'm cleaning mm -hmm. or just read this important thing and not play games. And then um, I I've last tried it several months ago, so they may well be better at it by now. Right, but right. so far I've found the web, the desktop interface better. Okay. It's, it's one of the ones I've been meaning to uh, look into more mm. um, when I have time. Cause I have so much spare time. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually I'm, I'm getting better about that now that, now that I'm getting situated in the new job. Um, uh, so anyway, um, what other, uh, systems or habits or software are important to getting this stuff done? Well, that's most of it. Okay. Um, I have been finding that it's really useful to log off of, computer, social media, etc. by about eight. And I've been sleeping a lot better. I took social media off my phone because I just could not ration that. Right. Yeah. So I, I have to actually go to the computer. I can't just read it while I'm on the bus. Yeah. I, I've been finding uh, just by taking my phone and plugging it into charge and leaving it face down mm. when I'm 
done when I'm ready to hit relaxation time, like, you know, <laughs> play a video game or something like that is a big help because it isn't just yelling at me all the time. And if I want to check, then I have to take that extra step of, okay, bring up a browser or open up my laptop. And <laughs> that makes, I, that seems to make a difference. Yeah. yeah. The first thing I always do with a new phone or computer is make it stop beeping and yelling at me. Oh, yeah. Texts and phone calls are the only things that I get notifications for. I can't necessarily do that with, with the type of job I have. But, oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, like when when we head off to Ireland and it's like, okay, I don't need to worry about work. I'm just going to, like, set my work slack to do not disturb and turn off work email and calendar on my on my phone and deal with it when <laughs> i get back you know and it's great to be able to do that yeah my my job is hourly and it is kind of nice that i technically i'm not allowed to care about work when i'm not at work oh there you go but <laughs> but it crosses over so easily yep yep all right um well, given that, I can probably guess how you decide what to do first, but I'm I'm still really curious as to as to your answer. Yep. So I usually, assuming it's a work day, if it's a weekend, mm -hmm. it really nothing is standard. Um, <laughs> but check my email, see if I have any meetings that day, and then assuming I have more than one thing I'm working on, which usually seems to be the case so far, um, mm -hmm. I'll either do some easy stuff to get my brain worked, warmed up, or if I feel like I'm really on that day, I'll do any hard stuff that I've been setting aside for when my brain is going. Right, 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 right. If already warmed up. <laughs> yep. Go for the big thing. I've got a bunch of translations to Yiddish to oh, wow. tackle at some point. Right on. I speak fairly fluent German. I have a little bit of Hebrew, so I can basically fake Yiddish. <laughs> I it was always interesting in New York where Yiddish just flows into sort of everybody's uh, patois, as it <laughs> were. Um, so it's it's one of those languages where. I know enough of the common words to go, oh, I see, uh, but I'm nowhere near, you know, fluent in it. I don't think anybody uh, who isn't, you know, within the Jewish community, specifically in New York, at least, is com really fluent in it. I, <laughs> I'm sure that uh, there are people already pounding into their browsers. I'm, uh, you know, but my friend in high school was Jewish, and so I learned Yiddish, uh, even if though I'm an Irish Catholic, you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, so y'all just go ahead, write the flames in the comment forum. I'm ready for it. Uh, and then you said on the weekends, things are fairly um, fairly freeform. It really depends on what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, am I doing something? Am I doing stuff around the house? Am I going somewhere? I'd like to right. ideally structure things a bit more, but currently that's just not happening. Yeah, but you need people need that that free flow time. Mm, but sometimes, sometimes mm -hmm. I would like to like schedule free flow time. <laughs> there are a lot of days where I go, oh, I should be doing things, and then I goof off but feel guilty about it. I'd rather. 
just goof off if that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, uh, today is a goof off day. Just, you know, this sat- yeah. one Saturday a month is just goof off day and then schedule the others. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, or, you know, the day of your choice. I, I was just remembering I have uh, someone I know online whose weekend is basically Monday and Tuesday. And mm-hmm. uh, since we are talking in, in context, uh, I, you know, Saturday may be the Sabbath. You may not be allowed to work or goof off that day. Um, I have actually been trying to be better about, like, actually taking that as a rest day. Mm-hmm. And something's like, yeah, if you're being really strict, I'm not supposed to be knitting or spinning, but I'm so not that fucking <laughs> yeah, Well, thing, like spinning is one of the actual biblically listed prohibitions. <laughs> And, and that always weirdly amuses me. Like, would I can get um, occasionally you'll see wool linen spinning mm-hmm. fiber. That's a prohibition that just doesn't normally come up anymore. Right? It's oh that and yeah, um, yeah. I can see how that would be a problem. I see how that would be. And, a problem. I mean, it's not like it's common even among hand spinning, but <laughs> there's always this sort of vaguely gleeful urge to get it just once because it's a prohibition. <laughs> right. That's... Make, like, fake Shotna's um, <laughs> hemp wool blend. Oh. Because that should be pretty close. Yeah, and that is expressly forbidden. No, hemp wool is fine. Hemp... It's just wool and linen. Oh, okay. Hemp wool, yeah. This is Probably because wool and linen were just about the only fibers they had then. Well, that's true. That's very true. That's very true. Hi. But cotton poly is completely fine. Yeah, I do remember a friend of mine who was reasonably observant having to go to uh, take his, you know, suits or whatever to the, um, both to the rabbi and the special tailor. Yeah, just to I make sure. Yeah, men's suits will have linen stitching. Yes, yeah, and it's a it's a problem if you're very observant. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, still, uh, you know the the I I find the just because they told me not to is as a motivator for so many things and so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I've I've been trying to take Saturday as more of a rest. Mm-hmm. Um, Read instead of computer games, just sort of things that aren't quite so frenetic. Right. Yeah, things that aren't going to amp you back up like you're in that work mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, well, let's talk about advice and feedback. What is the best advice or feedback you've been given or you've given out? Sure. So in general, the advice that I don't have to be what society tells me to be. Uh, Which was something that I didn't think I needed, because I was definitely a geeky kid growing up. I had pretty much concluded that there was no way I was ever going to be the normal societal, societally uh approved person. But then that internalization just keeps cropping up. Oh, God, yes. Like, for example, in my old job, one thing that, you know, got brought up on my performance reviews was that I'm not great at taking initiative. And that is 100% true. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, luckily in that job, like ideally I should be better at it, but it wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I asked on, it was the, you know, the ask a manager. Oh yeah. 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 
Yeah, so one of their like open question Fridays, I asked, so does anyone have advice on how to get better at that? Because that's not a, I need to learn this program or I need to keep track of my time better or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just wasn't sure how to improve on that at all. And, you know, people gave some possibly useful suggestions, but one person commented, you know, you seem like you're more of a task-oriented person. And that's a thing, and there are jobs where that's really valuable. Oh, yeah. And that was just so affirming, like, oh, there's a word for this. Mm -hmm. And yes, that is definitely how my brain works. And I should look for jobs where that is more of a thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and leadership. Yeah. If necessary, especially mm -hmm. in the short term, I'm actually a pretty competent manager, but I don't enjoy it. I don't want to move into management. I want to be a, you know, really good subject specialist, technical specialist sort mm -hmm. of person. Much much more the the team lead or or technical expert than the people exactly. manager. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in in the political sphere, there are all these calls for you should consider running for office and no I would be so very terrible at that for a large number of reasons. <laughs> and I don't know why there isn't more talk about, like, there is someone sitting in a back room with a program making the little, um, cutting the turfs, the, the areas that they send canvassers out to. Right, yeah, and yeah. And I'm good at that. Or, you know, the person who puts together the policy briefs. I could probably learn to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those are the that's they. I'm sure they're thinking we have plenty of people to do that. We we don't have anybody who actually wants to stand out in front, and there's a mm -hmm. reason for that. Is it takes a, a specific mindset and a specific. I'm not going to say skill set, but say a specific personality. No, I, I mean it is a skill. Yeah, well, I suppose. Yeah, personality, yes, but also being able to have those sort of very public conversations. I mean, you can have a natural knack for it, but that's something that everyone has to practice. Uh, yeah, uh, even Ursula, for her her uh, school tours, when she was doing the school presentations, sat down before, like at least sometime before, and watched several presentation videos that had been recommended by her uh, the the media relations person and she sat down and she made notes on what was what was good about them and then tailored her entire presentation setup around how around the things this person did well and then rehearsed it mm -hmm. over and over again you know there it is a learnable skill but it's you know after a couple of those uh she's also um a, a burnt fried ravioli yep you know uh Put her, put her, put her to bed with, you know, uh, two glasses of wine and don't talk to her for a week, kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Though on people skills, the thing I have discovered I'm good at is helping people navigate bureaucracy. I'm really oh. good on voter registration drives. Is that what happens when I get off book tour? Yes, that's what happens when you get off book tour, dear. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're, but you're helping navigate bureaucracy and, yes. and that's a specialized skill. Yeah. We I have think. this whole big spreadsheet of here's how you vote absentee in all the states and how you request mm -hmm. your ballot. And that was fun. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also thinking, you know, that's, uh, that's 
definitely something for, you know, the, the policy briefs and discussions, because there's a lot of things people, having worked in government, I can say there's a lot of, of navigation around rules and, and, you know, all the, the, who needs to sign off on what before you can do, or even talk about things. And it's, um, there is a skill set there that I will openly admit I don't have. It drives me crazy, honestly. I'm I'm one of those people who's like, if I can't go directly to the source of the problem and fix it, then it it maddens me. Mm. Yeah the mm-hmm. the fact of the bureaucracy mm-hmm. annoys me, but I really like untangling it. <laughs> like that's the sort of puzzle that I enjoy. Right. You can really see which states don't want college students to vote. Hi, I live in one of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't fill out a form to request an absentee ballot in Louisiana. You have to just call your county elections office. And that's if if you're a, a permanent resident of Louisiana, but absentee in the school. Because you're right. in, in college yeah. there. You're out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're in Louisiana, mm-hmm. it's presumably easier. Yeah, we will not talk about any of the things that are happening in North Carolina because it just makes me angry, and I don't need to be yeah. angry yeah. today. I need to be focused on an interview. Um, uh, for those of you at home who want to know more, please go go look it up and then scream into your pillow at night like I do. Um. Anyway, <laughs> we should we should get to the uh uh to the fun question soon. Um, But before that, is there any other advice or feedback you'd like to share with us? Um, I think those are the big ones. Okay. Okay. Uh, In that case, um, we're going to start with a sad one just to get it out of the way. Pull off the bandaid as it were. Um, How do you deal with failure when you miss a goal? So my first impulse is to shove it under the rug and hope nobody notices. Um, and to then quietly beat myself up about it. Uh, but because of that, mm-hmm. I've gotten much better at just pulling the Band-Aid off immediately, deal with it, and then, you know, figure out if there's anything I could do to prevent it. Right. Uh, yeah, luckily in my current job, <laughs> especially where I am now, there is literally no way I can majorly screw something up. Later, when I learn to do normalization rules that'll change a bunch of records at once, then I can probably do things spectacularly <laughs> wrong. Oh, or yeah. Now, well, if I delete a record, I know how to get it again. Right. Like, I did that my first week. It said, Alexis, I deleted the record. And my boss said, oh, okay, that happens. Nobody died. You need to learn how to import records anyway. <laughs> that's that's kind of useful then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Just pull off the bandage, fix it, and then debug and learn. Yeah, yeah. I and I love hearing about people who talk, who who do that sort of thing. And I'm I'm I don't know if it's self-selecting, but um, I I interviewed um, a young lady from uh, Malaysia uh, this morning, uh, who who uh, and at this point, by the way, guys, that's Patricia Pinto, Pinto last week's episode, um, but. Uh, she does the same thing, and I, I love hearing... I must have listened to that. What's that? 
I must have listened to that. I have no memory of it anymore. <laughs> well, no, because so here's where here's where oh, the time shifting happens. Last week, as of when, the, right? I understand. Right, as of when this airs, not at last yeah. week, as of when we're recording. <laughs> Yeah, for for those at home who are wondering, we're recording the the week before uh, Ursula and I head off to Worldcon, uh, so that I've got time to to edit and things like that. I love having a, you know a couple weeks to edit and uh, go through and and let things gel before I uh, air them. And it also gives us a chance something that I I tell people generally. I might have forgot to tell you this uh, before we actually start recording is that. If someone says something that they think maybe they didn't want to have air or they want me to take out later, that gives me a buffer time to to edit that sort of thing out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had people who, like, halfway through the interview are like, you know what, let's just strike that from the record because that it, this discussion is going completely the wrong way. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, uh I have some, uh, who was it? Um, uh, I have uh, at least one interview etched in my memory where the, uh, KB Spangler, I believe I said this on the episode, had a lot of difficulty with the, with the best advice question. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take that 15 minutes of awkwardness we just went through and I'm just going to get rid of it and we'll skip the question. I'm perfectly okay with that. That right? sounds like a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but that's, that's the thing is that uh, uh, Patricia was also saying how she now fixes it and then learns from the mistake versus uh, what so many people I know still do, which is, all right, I have I, I have fixed it, but now I'm going to go into the corner and beat myself up about it. And like, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the Suzanne character in uh, Orange is the New Black, I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, she is oh, the first season or so. Yeah. Uh, but, but Suzanne is not, um, she's not neurotypical. And so when she makes a mistake like that, she does kind of beat herself up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, there's, there's been some character growth and some learning, but, um, uh, she's also, I want to say almost sort of like an archetype, type of, of some sort of people who make that mistake and then beat themselves up for forgetting or not remembering that they did it before or something like that. And I, I love hearing about people who are like, okay, I've, I've messed up and it's fine. Uh, let's try to take the notes and make sure I don't do it again. And if I do, that's okay. Now I know how to fix it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I still do the beat myself up sometimes. <laughs> I'm yeah. just getting better at it. It's, uh, again, that's a learned skill. Not beating yourself yep. up for those mistakes yep. is a learned skill. Yeah. Um, anything else on that front? Or are we just ready to sweep that one under the rug and get to the good question? Sweeping sounds good. All right. Um, in that case, do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? I've actually been getting a lot better about that. In, ah. th- in part, thanks to your podcast. Oh, thank uh, you. So at various points, I've tried to say, okay, if I do this or if mm-hmm. I keep up on that, I'll do some big thing. Like I'll oh go to this museum I've been meaning to go to or I'll get a new X. Mm-hmm. And that never really seemed to work. And I realized that I was rewarding myself with a logistical task. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the I problem. I didn't want to actually plan the trip or pick out which thing I was going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I've been trying to keep things really small. Um, I have been using sticker charts. Uh, oh. For whatever reason, when my anxiety gets bad, the first thing that goes is flossing and brushing my teeth. Right. So I've got a little sticker chart to keep me brushing my teeth. And when I get seven stickers, I get to spin a fancy art bat. <laughs> a, a fancy... And I have already bought the bats. They're just sitting there in their box, and I mm-hmm. just pick out whichever one I want. So, so art bat? Oh, so a bat, B-A-T-T, is a mm-hmm. preparation of fiber. Basically, ah. imagine a like fluffy roll of different color wool and silk and other goodies, and then you spin it from that. Okay, I was sitting here thinking, do you have like a, a fancy jewel-encrusted, or probably not real, but, you know, um, piece of art that happens to be a bat that you can spin around? Because, I mean, that would be cool, too. I That would. Yeah. Uh, that would, but no. <laughs> no, okay. Instead, it's it's you have a, a fancy piece of... of uh, uh, fiber that you want to turn yeah. into a into a yarn, and it's it's a rewarding thing. It's something you enjoy, and it's uh, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is not a fiber you would normally work out with. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I would, but this way, it's sort of it both gives me a nice way to budget myself in terms of how much of the fancy stuff I buy. Oh, that's and, true. Yeah, like it makes it a real reward. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I fill up my thing, I am going to get a um, carding board, which will let me make Ooh. my own art bats. There you and go. And less logistical because there is the small one and the large one. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a niche enough object that I'm sure there are other manufacturers somewhere, but the place I get most of my spinning supplies has a you know really well-regarded manufacturer, and it has their, their carding boards, and I will just get that one. Gotcha. And so there, there's no decision to make. Yeah, that's okay. So that's that's the funny story. Uh, this week in real time, since I can't predict what's going to be happening when this airs, uh, the the discussion of uh, buying a smoker came mm-hmm. up. Not like somebody who's three packs a day, like you know, a meat smoker or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna. I haven't decided which one. That's part of the thing is the decision and. Uh, our friend Shepard is like you. We could build one, and I'm like that. That is, or I could just buy one. But part of the, the difficulty with buying one is, of course, figuring out which one will suit the needs and the things that I want to do with uh, oh, a grill yeah. slash smoker. So I, I understand completely. Yeah, I'm terrible yeah. about buying the cheap thing because I stare at all the expensive ones and can't decide uh, when. I should really be buying the one that's going to last longer. I that's I I, I take that approach now with sunglasses. There mm. was a point in time where I was just like, I will buy cheap sunglasses because I need cheap sunglasses. And I would uh, the kids were little, and so it'd just be like, oh, the kids are playing with my sunglasses, and they ruined another pair. I'll go buy another pair. I realized that after about uh, a month or two of that, I had paid basically paid for an expensive pair of sunglasses. So now I buy an expensive pair of sunglasses, and it's funny, I'm much better at keeping a good expensive pair of sunglasses in one piece for multiple years than I ever am with a cheap pair. Interesting. You know? That's what I've tried to do with hats, Mm -hmm. and so far, hats just need to be treated as a consumable for me. I, as a bald man who wears many different accoutrements on his head, I understand completely. 
you know, there's the fancy good hat for rare occasions, and then there's the I'm going to throw on the head wrap for uh, working in the yard or driving to the grocery store or whatever. Yeah, I got this really nice sun hat with a little, like, flap in the back so your neck doesn't get sunburned. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. No idea where it went. Uh, we When we were in Africa, uh, we had a ball cap like that, uh, very nice. Or, or no, it was a Tilly hat. It was Ursula's Tilly hat. And we were driving down the highway in the middle of this game preserve and whoosh, went right off the back of her head. And you can't yep. go back. You can't stop no. and walk back or anything. Uh, fortunately, we had another hat that uh, a fan had given us before we left. But it's like, yeah, no, that's that's the disposable one. The the Indiana Jones hat she uses to identify when she's being T. Kingfisher versus Ursula Vernon. Uh, that's the difference. They look very much the same, except T. Kingfisher has a hat. That one is the one that, you know, if something happens to it, it'll be the hand reaching under the under the closing stone door to grab it at the last second. Right. <laughs> um, uh, what other ways uh, on the rewarding? Um, that's most of it. Mm-hmm. I, To a certain degree, I use playing video games as a reward for doing housework, but mm-hmm. for me, that feels more like taking a break right it's yeah. like i have done the thing and now i'm going to do do a fun thing right yeah oh i've i've earned this hour playing dragon yeah. age or yeah. uh whatever yeah cool and i think that gets us to the end yay, yay. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with your fellow listeners um, I think that about covers it. Thank well, th- you so much. Oh no, thank you. Where where could we find you online if you have such a public presence? Um, so I'm Ware Library on Twitter, uh, W E R E Library. Uh, I mostly follow other people, but I've been trying to maybe ever post things. Um, <laughs> I occasionally post weird cataloging facts. Uh, see, and I know people who are going to be like, somebody's posting weird cataloging facts, and uh, you've just gotten their attention. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Awesome. Well, I want to say uh, on, on behalf of myself and, and all of our listeners, thank you so much. This you're has welcome. been thank you. absolutely fantastic, and uh, you're very welcome. And for the people at home, we'll be right back after this. are back uh thank you sarah it was really great talking to you i have sent ursula off to go read fairy tales and begin to rest her mind i expect this will be an all-day-long process tomorrow anyway sarah's interview was fantastic they were great to talk to and i learned a whole lot about the difference between circulation and cataloging and the whole sort of 
process of it. It was, uh, it's a hell of a thing that they're doing and more complicated than I expected it to be. So I think I have a great, 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 great badge code for you this week. Our badge code this week is white noise. And that is in reference to not just the tool, but the thing that Sarah likes to listen to when they're doing their work. It's great, right? So white noise is our badge code. If you want to find out more about badge codes, check it out under badge how to on productivityalchemy.com. Uh-oh. I needed my iPad. Oh, you needed your iPad. All right. It has your fairy tales. Fine. So that's that. Remember, you can support us if you want to by going to patreon.com slash Ursula V. You can that. Blah. All right, fine. I just messed that up. But you end up supporting all our podcasts, uh, The Hidden Almanac, Productivity Alchemy, and the currently on hiatus because it's really physically hard. Kevin and Ursula eat cheap. You also get all of Ursula's ebooks for free if you're a patron. So check that out, patreon.com slash Ursula V. You can buy me a coffee, ko-fi forward slash K-S-O-N-N-E-Y. I live off of coffee before about 4 p.m. on most days. So it's, uh, it's sort of necessary. And there's a special badge. For those of you who collect the badges, there's a special badge that will unlock for you when you support me on coffee. I'm trying to think what else we have to worry about. And there it is. If you do not feel the need or are not able to support us financially, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Share it with your friends. Tell people about the podcast. We love you anyway, and we still want to hear from you. Next week's episode, hey, we're going to be doing letters. And I got a whole pile of letters from you guys, and I can't wait to share them with you. So... Until next time, remember, folks, go out there and be productive.